Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Freedmain Radio. Hope you're doing well. So, two scandals have, I think, been especially instructive and interesting over the past little while. The first, of course, is the Benghazi scandal. Uh, so, as you probably remember, in September of 2012, September 11th, not an accidental date to be precise, the uh, American consulate in Benghazi, Libya, was attacked and um, uh, two people were killed there, two people were killed at another facility and some, the rest of them were people were airlifted out and so on. And uh, uh, immediately uh, Susan Rice, who was the um, uh, US ambassador to the UN, went on all the Sunday talk shows and blamed the attack on a spontaneous demonstration that occurred as a result of an offensive to Muslims video that was produced uh, in the U.S. This guy, of course, uh, dragged out of jail, sorry, dragged out of home, uh, thrown in jail where he remains, I think, to this day. And this point was hammered home repeatedly some weeks later by Obama that it was a spontaneous demonstration over a YouTube video that resulted in these, uh, these attacks. Uh, this turns out to be not really very much the case at all. Uh, what actually happened was this, there had been five previous attacks on U.S. Uh, and foreign interests in Benghazi. The CIA had um, mentioned significantly that there was an increased risk of attack, and um, Hillary Clinton had decided to reduce the security at the Benghazi consulate, and this, of course, is one of the reasons why these attacks uh, occurred and succeeded, and uh, there was a huge amount of the usual snafus and cluster fracks and <laughs> ass clownery that occurs, which generally results in the government's uh, getting people killed on a fairly metronome-style regular basis. Now, this, of course, all occurred around two months before the 2012 U.S. presidential elections, and um, it seems fairly probable that, since it was a fairly close election, that things might have gone another direction if this kind of incompetence at the highest levels of the U.S. government, particularly in the Hillary Clinton-led State Department, had been revealed to the general population, particularly with the emotional resonance of a September 11th attack. What happened was the CIA originally included references to prior attacks and their warnings about the dangers uh, involved in having the consulate open and relatively unprotected in Benghazi. Number one, so prior attacks and their warnings about increased dangers. And number two were references to uh, Al-Qaeda, right, that so this was an Al-Qaeda-led attack which had been planned for quite some time and people have been scoping out the building and this has all been known for for quite some time that there was something imminent and if you're going to guess a date at which al-qaeda might attack september 9th probably not so much september 10th no september 12th no yeah i think it would be somewhere in the middle there i think that would be probably where you would guess that attack might occur and uh, so that uh, of course, they've been lying about this. The, the, the White House and the State Department at senior levels specifically intervened to have the original talking points distributed by the intelligence community stripped of prior warnings, increased danger, and references to Al-Qaeda for obvious reasons that it might look bad uh, on them, right? So the, the, the basic truths, of course, withheld from the voting population because we live in a democracy. And as the old saying goes... Um, if you don't read the media or don't consume the media, you are uninformed. Uh, if you consume the media, you are misinformed. Uh, and uh, the former was only true when I think Mark Twain said it uh, quite a long time ago. So the level of lying, the level of weasel weaselery, the level of misdirection and so on, uh, this 
may indeed be uh, a stolen election. If you withhold knowledge of massive incompetence at the highest levels of those vying to keep their office, uh, then when you vote for them, you are missing crucial information about their competence as human beings, particularly, of course, in America, the competence to protect American citizens from, say, Al-Qaeda on a date, say, like September 11th. This is kind of kind of important. So, contributes to, uh, I would say, a questionable, if not downright stolen election. On the same pass, on the same level, we have the IRS scandal, in which the IRS, starting in 2010, began to target those conservative political action groups uh, and uh, Tea Party libertarian conservative political action groups who were vying for a charitable status. Boy, and people ask me why I don't do that. Hmm, <laughs> let me put on my thinking hair and think. And uh, this is, um, uh, this, so this targeting occurred, and of course, uh, the, the IRS denied it and denied it, and then an independent report was coming out, and they finally confessed it in a sidebar comment during uh, another Q&A period. And then they said, well, it's just a couple of low-level employees in Cincinnati, and then it turns out it's happened in a wide variety of other IRS offices, and not too shockingly, in the Washington office uh, of the IRS. And the IRS uh, said, um, well, you see, we're sorry. And as John Stewart pointed out, in I think a particularly uh, nasty segment, he had a segment where he basically said, you have given the conspiracy theorists fuel for their fire, while still calling uh, people conspiracy theorists for thinking that the government might be targeting them for their political beliefs. Very ungrateful segment. But he did say, oh, I wasn't aware that I'm sorry was enough when dealing with IRS issues. Uh, and um, now I think just uh, over the last hour, Obama has fired the acting head of the IRS, not the guy who was in charge, of course, during this stuff. That was a Bush appointee from about five years ago. And, um, you know, because you may lose your job, which means that you just go and get another job, right? You have so many political connections, you can just go be a lobbyist or you can write a book or, I mean, you're not in any financial hardship when you're at that level of uh, playing with the uh, rugby elite carved boys. And so... The general lying that occurs, they, you know, they always do the same thing. They try to release it on a Friday afternoon so that it'll miss the sad, like it'll miss the news cycle and then the weekend will be, people spend less time looking at the news on the weekend and maybe by Monday it'll all be forgotten and so on. And um, it's interesting. I mean, there's so many things that are instructive. Of course, if you think about the Benghazi incident, withholding crucial information from a voting population about incompetence that results in the death of four American citizens by Al-Qaeda on September 11th would be kind of relevant to voting. If you, say, are the head of a small to medium-sized company, any size company really, and you withhold crucial information about the profits uh, or risks or liabilities or failures or successes, um, I mean, you'll be sued, you go to jail. I mean, this is illegal, right? It's fraud. Uh, but if it's remember, you see, this is, the rules are not for the elite. I mean, what's the point of being in the elite if you have to subject yourself to rules? That's like buying a farm and locking yourself in a tiny cage in the barn and feeding yourself hay. You don't buy a farm in order to, uh, to eat the slop that are thrown in the pig's pen. You buy the farm so that you live in a nice, comfortable house and you manage the livestock. So the idea that the uh, uh, leaders are somehow subject to the rules that they inflict upon you and I uh, is only claimed by those who fundamentally misunderstand the point of leadership, which is to never have the rules you impose on others imposed on you. Of course not, right? I mean, um, Christ says that those who would follow me uh, cast off all of your clothes, uh, sell all of your possessions and give it to the poor and then follow me. Oh, unless you're the Pope, in which case you can have 30 tons of gold sewn into your forehead. 
Um, so this is all just um, uh, nonsense. But what I think is interesting, if you if you look at it, and and this I think is where the true freedom from this kind of stuff occurs, which is to genuinely recognize and respect that frustration and shock and surprise and the desire to engage is a very understandable, and I have it too, but it, it's a very immature response. And it actually serves as fuel to perpetuate a dying system, right? The credible estimates that the unfunded liabilities of the U.S. government are about $1.5 million per household. Uh, and if you count the people who work and actually pay taxes, uh, it's over $3 million per household. Uh, I mean, if that's not a... Uh, I mean, they might as well just you know, drop a uh, forklift truck worth of gold bars into the crib of every baby. I mean, this is just so so ridiculous and, and horrendous. And it's so horrendous that, I mean, who cares? I mean, 3 million, 30 million, 300 million, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, I mean, this is, the system is dead. So think of all the people under uh, Lenin, under Stalin, under uh, Khrushchev, under Brezhnev, uh, who were really frustrated that they couldn't get anything out of the Soviet communist stores. They had the bread, line up for hours and so on to get bread, to basics and so on. And they probably complained and they yelled at the government and they, you know, maybe into their pillow or whatever, but they, they probably wrote letters and complained. But the system itself was so fundamentally counter to reason and common sense that complaining about the system, uh, you complain about something you have a hope of achieving, right? I, I don't complain that I didn't make it to the top of Everest because I've never <laughs> been to that neck of the woods to say, I don't complain about that because I'm not going to achieve it. I have no desire to achieve it. I think it's a silly thing to achieve. Better things you can do with your energies, like make the world a better place rather than, you know, jack off your testosterone to uh, high concentrations of oxygen and low concentrations of survivability. But... Um, you complain about and you get frustrated about something which you believe you can change, something which you believe you can change. I think it's very clear that, I mean, the rulers are above the law and they just lie compulsively. I mean, they, they probably don't even really think about it as lying anymore, any more than you sort of are conscious every day of breathing, you know? <laughs> you get a Christa uh, Renui stuck in your windpipe and you're suddenly aware of your need for air, but for the most part, you really don't. Uh, <laughs> We don't notice it much at all. Uh, for them, uh, lying is breathing, right? You know, how do you know a politician is lying? Ah, his lips are moving. So, I mean, they, they just they, they lie and they, they spin and they man lie and manipulate, right? What happened to the U.S. election as a result of hundreds of uh, liberty-based uh, political action committees not being able to do their work in a sense of freedom with the funding that they needed and so on, right? It takes a couple of days for the IRS to approve Obama's brother's dirty charity, but uh, some people have been waiting over a thousand days to get their charitable status approved if they, say, are interested in teaching people about the Constitution. Something which is kind of ironic. Um, you kind of want, <laughs> if you're the IRS doing this, you don't want people to learn about the Constitution or the rule of law or anything like that. It's sort of counter to what you're doing. What would have happened to the election if a couple of hundred more political action committees or groups on the right, uh, on the Libertarian, on the Tea Party, on the, um, not the Rhino, but the more sort of historical aspects of the Republican Party, what if they had actually had the chance to influence the election? Uh, might that have had a change, right? So uh, maybe you have the State Department of the White House stealing the election by uh, twisting uh, the uh, and, and suppressing information about the Benghazi attack. Maybe you have uh, the IRS... The Washington office of the IRS, could that conceivably have anything to do with 
the sitting administration. Nah, I don't know. Maybe somebody else can connect this. Too many dots for me. But uh, if there was a chance that the um, the Washington branch of the IRS had anything to do with the uh, sitting government and its desire to stay in power, um, then you have the executive branch if they're involved, and the IRS certainly stealing the election potentially. I mean, these either of these two, and certainly these two in combination, uh, would have had a significant effect on the election. And so, I mean, all elections are fundamentally stolen, right? As Mencken said, uh, all uh, elections are advance auctions on stolen goods. Um, and yet it's fairly brazen the way that this uh, elections are being uh, stolen and manipulated now uh, and the fact that this might be coming out of a guy who came through the political rat fungi fest called chicago politics should be a shock to precisely no one so i invite you my friends i invite you to join me on uh, not so much the galloping horse of political frustration that really just pulls a thelma and louise as it slowly arcs its way off <laughs> out of an R.H. Thompson painting towards a train and off a cliff, but rather to take, you know, the um, the slow, sky-filled jellyfish, cloud culminous ride of uh, not really giving a shit about any of it. Because, you know, if, when you're in a relationship with someone who's a sociopath, with someone who's a drama queen, with someone who's a narcissist or a psychopath or a borderline or just some crazy-ass shit that you haven't even bothered to look up, you know when you get free of that relationship uh, is when is when you stop caring. I mean, this is the, the tyranny and dysfunction, they don't end with a big sword fight. They don't end when you call down an airstrike or shoot the dragon uh, with a black bow and arrow, or with bow, I guess. You know, dysfunction and, and tyranny and, and the living hell of everything that is modern modernity, it ends uh, not with a bang, not with a whimper, but rather with a yawn, with a yawn. You know, there's this, oh, this sound your bar barbaric yawp from the very roof of the world. Well, no, um, you know, sigh your uh, boneheaded yawn from the end of history. This is really, really important. If you have someone in your life who's constantly creating drama, at some point you stop caring. Like you recognize it's manufactured and you recognize that by paying attention to it, by being interested in it, you're only fueling it, right? So when the people are out there acting in a tyrannical way and, and lying about it, and there won't be any consequences to it. Of course, they're not going to be. I mean, you know that in advance. You can't claim that that's a shock. You know this in advance. Not going to be any consequences to any of this stuff for anyone. But what if you're just bored of it? You know, what if the next time your psycho ex-girlfriend calls you up and says she's being stalked, you're like, well, sorry. Don't. Sorry, I really I almost wish I could care. But the degree to which you fuel and fan the fires of the powers that be by being frustrated and wanting them to change is the degree to which they still have psychological power over you. I mean, they still always going to have them, I mean, right gun to the head. They're always going to have that power over you. But, you know, you pay off your taxes and you go about your life. You, you know, comply with whatever, whatever stupid ass regs they throw at you and get on with your life. But the degree to which you hand over your mind share to the powers that be is a degree to which they have won a victory that they haven't even fought for, right? That's the degree to which you have voluntarily surrendered rather than intelligently sub submitted, right? Uh, your free time, the time that you spend not face-to-face uh, -face with the coercion and so on of the existing system, that can be your time. That can be your time. 
right? So it's sort of like if you have some crazy ex and you have to, you know, once a month sit down for mediation or something like that or to, to hammer out something or else, you can just go there, you know, stand calm in the face of that blazing crazy that comes to you. know, there's two sort of horse, horse prints of, of crazy manipulation, uh, the horse hoof prints that go to your forehead when you're around people like that. And then afterwards, it's just like, well, I knew that was coming. Uh, I know that's what it is. And now I'm going to just go back on about my life. It's just a force of nature. I mean, you don't, like King Lear, shake at the storm after it has passed. You don't shake your fist at the storm after it's passed. And so I just invite you to, to look at this as a possibility, as a perspective that I think can give you some genuine peace and calm in your life, which is they're going to lie. They're immune to their own rules. There won't be any consequences. It's all just a bunch of nonsensical theater. All they're trying to do is get your attention. And a, a, a dying system or a system that is dead uh, finally stop twitches when you stop looking. So uh, look away, get on your life. People get on with your life. People who try to engage you uh, in this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it's my job a little bit to sort of talk about this stuff. So it's a little different for me, but I just invite you. And, and generally, I don't think about this stuff when I'm not doing this show. But uh, I think it's really, really important. Um, yeah, this is the way it is. We're never, it doesn't matter how long we stand in line. It doesn't matter how many letters we write. It doesn't matter how many times we vote. The bread shops are never going to be full of bread while communism is the system. And this, this ever-increasing corruption, you know, the stealing the phone records of reporters and so on. I mean, this is all just going to continue to occur as long as we're paying attention. So um, this is the only revolution which uh, requires a nap and turning off the media. So with that said, I think I'll do just that. Thank you so much. Freedom in Radio out.